Hey everybody and welcome to Pastrami Nation Popcorn, the home of movies, TV shows, and more. My name is Nolan Smith and joining us today is Rebecca Benson. Hello. And the host of Popcorn, Mr. Kevin Hoskinson. Hey everyone, how's it going? Kevin. <laughs> yo, 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 that's what I was supposed to say. <laughs> messed it up. Yeah. How are you guys? How are you guys doing today? Good. Surviving the pandemic, man. Yeah. How about you? Doing pretty good. It's Friday the 13th. Yes. Today we're recording yeah. this. So I mean so far so good though. Nothing bad. Last day of jury duty. So we're good to go. Good day. It's always been yeah. a good day for me. Friday the 13th have been notoriously lucky. So have they? My my brother was born on Friday the 13th. <laughs> yeah, you are born on the 13th. Mm -hmm. Yes. Hey. The 13th is a lucky, lucky day. Um but yeah. it's sort of popcorn. How What's I mean, that? that's, you get an episode of popcorn. That's even luckier. Get an episode of popcorn, exactly. Um, today we're going to talk about a few things. We actually have a lot to get to today, so mm -hmm. just go ahead and jump right into it. Um, so I really, really hate to start this on a kind of a bummer note, but there's been, um, as we know, 2020 has just been the year, just a big mess. Um, you know, you got everything shutting down, COVID and everything, but we've also um, unfortunately lost uh, quite a few um, pretty big, uh, pretty big names when it comes to movies, TV, things like that. Um, so over the last week, we've actually lost, well, no, it's been about two weeks, lost two of them. <laughs> um, a couple weeks ago, we lost the late great, or the, we lost the great Sean Connery, um, who I think a lot of us, um, really, really, appreciated his work, really, really liked his work. Um, he obviously played... The most iconic James Bond um, of of them all, um, and uh, you know he's been in you know, classics: Indiana Jones, The Last Crusade, where he was uh, played Henry Jones Senior, Indy's dad, um, The Rock, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Um, yeah, I mean he he's he hasn't made a new movie, and I can't even remember what his last movie was, to be honest. I think it was League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Was that his last movie? That's very possible. You know, let's let's take a look because I saw that he actually filmed something or did something that was still in production. Um, wow, really? Or yeah, before he passed. So yeah, I know he did some animated movie that came out a couple years ago where he was the voice. He came out of retirement for that movie. Sir Billy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I thought. It was Sir Billy. Yeah, which I heard was a winner. Twelve. 2012 yeah that, i think that was the last time we uh, heard of him and or heard him in anything or that he actually actively did anything um so what are uh just out of curiosity what are your guys's favorite sean connery movies what do you guys know him from what do you guys like well you kind of already mentioned that for me it's the rock and the last crusade especially the last crusade nice. yeah nice. I, I agree with the last crusade i mean to me that was just such a great movie and he embodied that he just everything about him, the mannerisms, the voice, the he was, you know, his dad. Like it it was so, yeah. so good. Um, the other one's kind of an oddball pick for me because you know I'm an odd person. Um, but it would be Dragonheart. And oh, Dragonheart, yeah, of course. I love Dragonheart. It's you know, he plays uh Draco the Dragon. Yeah, does the voice of him, and Dennis Quaid is kind of like the, the lone warrior that gives up on everything and hates dragons and they come together and he was amazing hearing that voice come out of the dragon hearing him like just 
get so angry and try to like eat Dennis Quaid. You're like, wow, like you're good, Sean Connery. Yeah, you're amazing. Uh, what about you, Kevin? I think uh, so. I I think oddly no. When did Dragonheart come out? You remember it was early nineties, right? I have a page right here. I can tell you right now. <laughs> I was just looking at the poster. Nineteen ninety six. Yeah, nineteen ninety six. So obviously, I, I had known of him before, but um, Dragonheart <clears throat> really kind of cemented like who he was for me. Even though, like Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, is definitely my favorite performance of his. Of yeah. um, because exactly the reasons you you know laid out is just a perfect movie from beginning to end. To me, it's honestly, in my personal opinion, it's actually Spielberg's my favorite Spielberg movie too. Because he has uh, all of his uh, sensibilities are in that one movie. It has um, the action adventure, um, just really fun and really um, great. And and uh, Sean Connery was just the perfect choice to play Indy's dad. Like you couldn't, I can't think of another actor who could have done it any right. better. Um, so yeah, and and honestly, you know, I've been I've I'm a you know decent James Bond fan, but I, you know, I know him has like James Bond. You know, like he's he's always at the most iconic one, the one on number one on everyone's list and everything. Um, but uh, but yeah, so of course I know him from James Bond and everything. But uh, you know, honestly, I mean, this is, might be blasphemy to some, but he's not my favorite James Bond. <laughs> I was about um, to say that. Um, you know, growing yeah. up, I played you know in sixty four Goldeneye. Yeah, like, Pierce Brosnan was my 007, You know, yeah. like with his polygon face and everything. <laughs> That's how the N64 was, but like that to me, that was James Bond. And you know, you yeah. look at Daniel Craig now, and Daniel Craig's a great actor, but like just because that's who I grew up with, he'll always mm -hmm. be. And I look back at the Sean Connery ones, and you're like, oh, well, that's cool. Yeah, exactly. I'm the same way. Like I, I grew up actually watching a lot of the James Bond movies. So like, yeah, like the Roger Moore James Bond during like the 80s. So that's uh, that's not who I knew as James Bond per se, but like that's who kind of I grew up with. But then Pierce Brosnan um yeah. daniel craig uh i think in my opinion i really love craig i think he's a great james bond um but i do think that pierce brosnan kind of was more my james bond too like he just embodied everything about who james bond was and it made me interested in the character wav kind of spy you know but i don't think we can argue that you know sean connery definitely had the most iconic voice mm -hmm. like he had the most iconic voice easily you would hear you can hear him saying you know bond James Bond, mm -hmm. you're like that's Sean Connery, yeah. you know. Yeah. Well, every time, and when people, you know, uh, you know, do that Bond, James Bond thing, a lot of it is inflected with that Sean Connery, you know, um, dialect, you know, that he, the Scottish uh, accent. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think he's definitely the most iconic. He's the one that a lot of people think of when they think of Bond. So uh, so yeah, so it's a big uh, legacy. Of course, it's a huge legacy. And I was just about to mention, just real quick, The Rock. The Rock oh, is just yeah. one of the all-time, like, Michael Bay at his, like, prime. Like, that's, like, Michael Bay Before perfection right there. Yeah. <laughs> before he what? Murdered the Transformers. Yeah. Before he murdered the Transformers. Before he murdered, you know, produced the new Ninja Turtles. Before the he destroyed our childhoods. Yeah. Right? Rock, terrific movie. Absolutely. Oh, The Rock, yeah. So, Nicolas Cage, I mean, being, yeah. like, Nicolas Cage. I mean, come on. <laughs> like, yeah, so yeah, that's also a fantastic movie. So, um, 
so yeah, I mean, um, you know, uh, rest in peace, Sean Connery. And uh, unless you guys have anything else to say, we'll go ahead and and move along. And uh, we'd also like to know what you guys think about, you know, who's what's your favorite Sean Connery performance? Uh, who's your favorite James Bond? So why not? Um, yeah, leave a comment and we'll let you know. Right. <laughs> and the only you know, the man, the man had such a long, long career. I, I'm looking at his IMDb page in 1954. Mm -hmm. Was when he had a, you know, he was an extra in a crowd, and then he was a policeman and Simon, and he just, I mean, what a career! Yeah, uh, you never really think about you're going to lose these people, you know, um, because yeah. you know, he's he's been, you know, kind of that elderly statesman kind of guy for so long. Like I really didn't even know how old he was because he always played the part. Yeah. So he just spans so many, you know, so many years and years and so many people will know him from so many things and just, yeah, reiterate that, you know, rest in peace, you know, Sean Connery. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's a huge loss, but again, it's 2020. Yeah. What else to expect? Um, so um, speaking of uh, unfortunate, um, people we have lost as well. Um, let's move on to the TV side of things. Uh, people have known this guy. They grew up with this guy. Um, I know I did. I know I'm for sure you guys did too. Like, um, Of course, we're talking about uh, Mr. Alex Trebek, uh, who sadly passed away about a week, a couple days ago, actually. Not oh, yeah. yeah. Um, he's been the, he was the host of Jeopardy for Gosh, 30 years, 40 years, yeah, 40. I think it was like 40, 45 years. Um, you know, those are some, uh, it's a huge loss to a lot of people because Jeopardy is definitely one of those things that is a huge, it's like a tradition in people's houses. Like, you know, like people make the joke, like, you know, they're watching Jeopardy or they're watching Wheel of Fortune or whatever, but it truly is like, I, you know, you go visit your, you know, your grandparents, your parents, you, you know, whoever, like, Everybody, and he was a staple. Yeah. Trebek had been there for so long, and you know when he got sick, I won't believe it was a year and a half ago, and mm -hmm. well, when he came out public with it, mm -hmm. like it was already in you know the worst stage, and mm -hmm. he kept working and he kept going as much as he could. He took breaks near in the last few months, but he kept coming yeah. back. Like it's what he loved, it's what he enjoyed, and I mean you got to you got to give the guy so much credit for that because you, know, you know he had to be in so much pain, but. That's what he loved to do, you know. He loved to to be there with the with the people, with the contestants, with the audience, and it was just what a loss, you know. Yeah, and it's um, you know, uh, when it comes to more the the logistical side of things, you know, how they're going to continue Jeopardy. Right. Um, I don't know if they're going to. I mean, supposedly his last episode airs in on Christmas, Christmas Day, well, December twenty fifth. Um. But uh, yeah, uh, there's been a bunch of uh, articles, a bunch of uh, people, you know, speculating on who the next host will be. Yeah. What's that? There's petitions yeah. for it too. Yeah, there's petitions for it. There's uh, th those names on those lists are pretty incredible too. I mean, I can't say that you'll be able to easily fill the shoes because you can't. Right. But should they, should um, they even continue filming? Right. Yeah, that was kind of my initial response. Is like, does Jeopardy still exist without Alex Trebek? Right. I, you know, that's a good question. I don't think it does particularly in obviously the same form that we know it as. I think, I think Jeopardy is such an important show too, because, you know, like, like we said earlier, like everyone can watch it. It's one of those shows that's 
the whole family can legitimately watch and it's it's educational too like whether or not like you really you know um i feel like that's important so i don't feel like they'll stop doing it um because of that to an extent i think i mean what other primetime program can you and your family watch that's entertaining that's also educational you know what i mean there's always one question that at least some one person in the family is going to know like none of us are going to know all of them but i will know movie ones and we have people that will know historical ones right well it's it's an institution i mean it's just like when uh bob barker left uh will of fortune it's like they replaced him with drew carey or whatnot um so i think the same thing's going to happen here who they're going to do it with i don't know um but there have been yeah so there has been uh quite a few odds my personal choice so you got Ken Jennings, who was obviously the champion for, I don't know how many episodes of it that he was the champion on. That's his name, right? Ken Jennings, I believe. Um, and uh, LeVar Burton is my personal pick. I think he's he's the one I'd want. Or Neil deGrasse Tyson. One of those three. Those are my top three picks. I can't pick one. Um, I think Neil deGrasse, I think Tyson or... Um, LeVar Burton would be my personal picks, but LeVar Burton, what was he on? Uh Reading Rainbow. Yeah, man. That Reading is Rainbow. My pick. Yeah. I, I think I, I love Reading Rainbow and I love that he's kept it going. Like we Star seen, Trek. That's right, yeah. And he's got <laughs> crowdfunding projects to keep it going. And mm-hmm. you know, we all remember Reading Rainbow. So why not grow up to the Jeopardy you know, League? It would be a different Jeopardy. What about it would what about, be? All right, for male, I said George Stephanopoulos and Katie Couric because they're both, you know, journalists and news anchors and they're very straightforward, very, you know, neutral as far as facial expressions go. Very professional Mm -hmm. because another name that popped up you mentioned was Ryan Seacrest. Right. And, you know, Ryan Ryan Seacrest, I think he's a great guy. He's a great host, just not for Jeopardy. No, I don't think I don't think he'd be good for Jeopardy. But either one of those, uh, George uh, Stephanopoulos, right, and uh, Kitty Couric, I think either one of them would be fantastic too. Because, like you said, they they are an institution in themselves. Like they, especially Kitty Couric. Yeah. Yeah, like I mean, I don't think you could go wrong with either one of them either. So. Right. I don't know. Guess we'll see. I guess they're actually, you know, they're betting on the odds and everything. And oh, time to go to Vegas. Oh. Yeah, time to go. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Um, so yeah, uh, very sad, uh, tragic news coming out of Hollywood as of late. Um, so yeah. So uh, oh yeah, if you guys have any, uh, you know, who would you guys like to see replace Trebek in Jeopardy? Please let us know. Leave a comment. We'll read it and we always appreciate all the feedback all the comments everything so please don't hesitate to do that um so those are kind of our big uh topics that we want to get out of the way um so right now a bunch of stuff has dropped over the past week a bunch of little kernels that we're going to be talking about so let's move on to popcorn nation popcorn kernels um we have a lot <laughs> We do have a lot. We do have a lot. Um, so yeah, let's go ahead and uh, talk about some of them. What uh, what are you kind of uh, noticed over the last week or so that you wanted to talk about? Well, you know what the big one for me personally, and it was just today, and it's the Fresh Prince of Bel Air reunion trailer. Yes. I mean, we we actually just watched it right before we jumped on here, and 
if there's anything that'll make your day, it is that trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's just full of heart, it's full of soul, and you know if you grew up watching the the show, yeah. like there's no way you could not watch it. It's you know you love Will and Carlton and all of them, and you miss Uncle Phil, you know. And yeah, I was oh just just absolutely loving it. And the clips that they decided to choose to show the show, mm-hmm. you know the though you know when Will's dad uh, abandoned him again. Yeah. Uncle Phil takes him like, into his arms and you're like, oh. yeah. yeah, it was such a good trailer. So well put together. It got me really excited and pumped for it. Um, grew up watching Fresh Prince. Like it was yeah. a huge staple in our house, you know? And it's so weird because my son, he's watching it right now. And like, he's like, he's loving it. Absolutely like loving it. And he saw the trailer for the reunion special and he got really excited too. He thought it was really cool. What would be your favorite episode? My favorite episode? Gosh. Man, it's been... Do you want me to go first? I already have it in my head. Yeah, you go first. Okay. So, I mean, it's not one of the more traditional, you know, favorite ones. It's when Will and Carlton got held up at gunpoint. Oh, yeah. I remember that one. You know, Will takes the bullet. And Carlton goes and gets the gun. And he's at the hospital, and Will is emotionally yelling at him to give me the gun, and you owe me. I remember that one. It was that such was really one. good. It ends with him with the gun in his hand, you know, in the hospital, and you're like, "Wow!" Like, and of all people, Carlton was going down that dark path. That was a really, really intense episode. <laughs> I remember. Yeah. I, I, I do remember watching that one. When I was a little kid, <laughs> not little, but I think uh, <laughs> old enough to yeah. remember. <laughs> old enough to remember, and thinking this got dark, yep. <laughs> really dark. Yeah. And they did a few of those, right? A few of those episodes. Oh yeah. One of the ones that still sticks with me to this day is when Carlton and Will are held up with by a police officer because a police officer thought that they stole that Mercedes. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that message still transcends into our society today. Yeah. So, a timeless message. Yeah, that is it was such a good episode. Yeah, yeah. When he confronts those cops and he's like, "Did you call their lawyer?" No, because I'm their lawyer. And he just right. uncle filled it. You're yep. like, oh, that he one did. Has- and yeah, and that's that that goes along the lines of my favorite ones. Good thing you mentioned it earlier, but the one with his dad, right, comes back. Oh, like no. big one. Yeah, oh. like that. That just the emotion that he showed in that episode was just. Like, unbelievable. I think that was, you know, like, like in the trailer, they were talking about, like, when he, when he hugged him and he was like, no, that's acting. Like, like, I think a lot of people realize, like, it, it's those moments in that show that really showed what Will Smith was all about. Right. You know, like, uh, he did the, the dark and heavy ones and he did the really comedic, just, you know, crazy ones, you know, just where he was having fun. And I think that really showed, you know, the world what, who he was. And what he was capable of. And then, yeah. uh, you picked a really good episode. I mean, especially when he's like, see you later, Lou. Yeah. Like, you call that. You're like, ooh. How can you not, like, just like get, like, I don't know. Like, it's that. It hits. It, it hits. And without that father figure, right. you feel yeah. for Will, you know, because yeah, that's you all do. you wanted. And Will. Smith and James Avery nailed that scene. Mm-hmm. 
absolutely both of them like it took both for that chemistry yeah yeah Yeah, it's i didn't realize this till fairly recently that james avery was the voice of shredder yes he was like that's insane to me that like blew my mind when i first heard i think I i first learned about it maybe like two years ago or something and i was like uh, just blew my mind. Yeah, then when I found out, I was like, "What?" Mm-hmm. Uncle Phil. Yeah, I told my son too, and he was like, "What? No." It's <laughs> like, "Yes." Yeah, the shirt the shredder. No. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he flat out. He was like, "No." I was like, "Yes, yes, very <laughs> much so." But yeah, uh, we look forward to that. That's coming out next. What Thanksgiving week? What's that? November nineteenth. Oh, there we go. HBO Max. Yeah, HBO Max, November 19th. I, it looks excellent. Uh, and they got the original Aunt Viv. Yes. Which was a cool end of that trailer. Yep. Yeah, like that's, I mean, obviously you guys know the whole drama and everything that went right. down there and everything. Like it was, it was bad. They didn't talk. They I think this oh. is the first time they've ever talked. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, I mean, you got to, you know, mend those bridges and hope they're doing good now. And, and maybe with, you know, James Avery's passing, that kind of, you know, yeah. Through. Like life's too short. You gotta absolutely bridges. Absolutely. Um, so let's talk about um a show that I still have not gotten around to watching both seasons of, even though they they exist on Netflix. I know. Okay, let's just slow down. (laughs) Slow down. Um, the Umbrella Academy. Let's talk about the Umbrella Academy. It's been renewed for season three. And I feel like a very, very bad My Chemical Romance fan. And you're like, I have, oh. have not watched this show yet. I am at, I, I love My Chemical Romance. I, Gerard Way is one of my, just such a good writer. He's such a good performer. He's just like, he's that guy that's in the zone every time. But I have, have not watched it? Umbrella Academy. Did but, you read the comics? Did you read the comics at all? I did. I didn't read all the comics. I read like, the first like five or six issues. I just haven't gotten through them all yet. Okay, I so a little background then, uh, without spoilers. Please. Umbrella Academy is about this good amount of kids that are all born on the same day from not necessarily people that have been pregnant, all born and all have powers. Mm-hmm. Um, and this professor, Professor Hargreaves, goes around and gathers up a little group of them as you know, kids, and he raises them as the Umbrella Academy, who go out there and kind of, you know, fight evil, fight the unknown. Uh, in the very first issue of Umbrella Academy, they're fighting a possessed Eiffel Tower, which cool. I always thought was super cool. And But you fast forward to the future, and you get to see how screwed up they became as adults. And I think that's where the key is, you know, because you have number, you know, number one, number two, number three, all their numbers. Um, but they did not grow up to be, you know, good adults. Like well they adjusted. Have, not yeah. They have, you know, they have, you know, father issues. They have issues just being around other people. Um, and you get to see how they try to coexist in stopping um the apocalypse from happening. Um, and with without any giving away any spoilers, the way season two ended is the way. Mm-hmm. A hardcover, well, the collection for volume three. That's cool. So right now, if you read the comics and you watch the show, you are on level playing field. You oh, don't really? Next. Yeah. Oh, so it's caught up with the, the books that are out. It's just. 
it, it's caught up, but it skipped around. Right, right, right. Um, huh. But I won't give any spoilers. I know both Rebecca and I have watched it, and the ending was quite great. Um, That's and, awesome. You know, we all if you if you when you do watch it, and please leave a comment who your favorite character is of Umbrella Academy. Yes, mine's Ben, but who here's? Well, I don't know. Oh, not Ben. No, oh, number one. <laughs> <laughs> but um, leave a comment. Let us know because things will be changing in season three. I'm just happy to see it renewed because they took a while. They, they didn't yeah. right off the bat say like, oh, coming soon in season three. It was just kind of like, we hope we get the chance. And now we know. That's awesome. Coming goes into production in January. So, Yeah, I'm excited. I mean, I'm excited for it, even though I haven't seen it yet. Like, I am truly, like, excited to be able to binge, like, three seasons of it. When no, I, do, I did, seasons. do not binge three. I did watch the first episode. We did watch the first episode and it wasn't it wasn't like we really we really really liked it. We just never got around to just continuing it, which often happens in our house. Me and the Witcher, you know, I love the first episode of The Witcher, very oh, yeah. whatnot, but I haven't got around to watching anything else on it. Yeah, it's just one of those things where it's like we we keep meaning to, but it's like like we've talked about this before. It's just, there's so much content that's like, see like the new stuff. Like I still need to watch like lock and key, which I really want to watch. Bly Manor. Bly Manor. I really want to watch Bly Manor. And I really, I know I love Umbrella Academy. Like the whole cast is just incredible. Like I love the cast. I love everyone in it. And like I said, I love the creative team behind it. I just got to get on it. So I will get on it. Great. Yeah. And number, let me just say number five is be my second favorite. That, That little man. Yes, he's nice. Good. Nice. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Let us know what you guys think of Umbrella Academy. You guys excited for season three? Let us know in the comments. We'll go. Um, well, speaking of roles and comic books being made into, you know, film, how about potential for Constantine number two? Yes. Right. News dropped today. And you know who it came from? It came from Lucifer. Lucifer himself. Right. Yeah. He tweeted himself in his uh, in his Lucifer in his whole getup from Constantine and what do you say? It's happening in the works. In the works, it's in the works. Um, it's been long rumored that it was in the works. Let's hope they yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think it would be great. Yeah, that was definitely to me the best version we have had of Constantine, mm-hmm. and we've had you know you've had the animated one, you've had the CW Constantine. Yeah. Which he was really good but you have, yeah, Keanu, yeah. Yeah, you have Keanu Reeves and I mean there's so many quotable things from that movie I mean if my brother was here he'd be like John Constantine asshole because there's so many BC so many quotables in there and I just I loved it the brass knuckle cross uh, with the crosses on it and it was it was amazing it was one of the best underrated DC movies you will ever see yeah, I I think it was highly underrated. I just watched it again a couple of weeks ago, and I loved it. Me too. Still, yeah, like it's great. It's great. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for it. I hope it. I hope it's happening. Uh, seems like Keanu's been on a roll with making things happen lately with Bill and Ted Three. Um, well, there's another Matrix uh, coming, you know, in the works right now in production, um, which I know Nolan, you're really excited about. Um, Never seen a. <laughs> movie in case anybody's wondering ever, ever just watch just watch the first one that's all i'll say the, the second two i mean they're worth the watch have you seen them 
Have you seen him? <laughs> the truth is out. Have you seen him? No. But what? Oh. Neither what? <laughs> I didn't watch Umbrella Academy though, so we're we're on the right. right, we're, right we're yeah, on the yeah. right with a you know. Considering... So we're though. We're a little worse on that. I mean, we didn't see one of the biggest movies come out in like the you know. I mean, yeah, and I don't know why either. It just never happened. Now the problem is though. The problem is now. Like if you go to watch them for the first time now, like it it's not. Age? What's that? Does it not age well? Eh. A lot of the so you got to remember a lot of the computer the computer stuff was revolutionary for the time right. like it changed the way like you saw that bullet time and like yeah. everything after that movie came out like it was so influential. Watching it now, it, it it does it looks like a video game, like it looks like you're playing these characters in a video game. It's still Keanu. It's still Keanu, it's still Keanu and it's still highly watchable. I think all three. So the first one's really good. Second one is good. Um, the third one just gets really convoluted. It just gets like you're talking about, like, you know, not just the Matrix itself, but I mean, you guys know the premise of the Matrix, I'm sure. I've heard, like, yeah. The, I used yeah. to work at a DVD store. I, I used to have to try to sell it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, the Matrix, if you're in the Matrix, you're in our world, um, the real world, you know, you're plugged in to this Story thing world. and whatnot. Yeah. But part three just kind of gets really kind of convoluted and confusing. And um, it's not a spoiler to say that half of the movie doesn't even take place in the Matrix. So it's just kind of this battle for the Matrix, um, which is kind of cool. It's kind of a cool, like, tip off, you know, a cool, like, ending to the whole thing. But I don't know. Like, check it out. I got to see the first one. I agree. I need to see yeah. the first one. Go watch them. I think, I think they're each only, what, two and a half hours long, maybe three. I don't know. <laughs> Not too <it> much. <laughs> yeah, you guys, you guys definitely should. I mean, I'd recommend it. We can have a Matrix. We can have a Matrix episode where we just talk about the Matrix. And then if we don't we see can, it, we're just gonna be like. Or we could rent out an AMC. Ooh. Oh, that's right. Or a Cinemark. Ooh. Yeah. See. That would be cool. That'd be cool. We can record our live reactions. There you go. Pandemic party. Ooh, I like Pandemic it. party. That would be awesome. Well, yeah. Well, let us know what you guys think of Constantine 2. You guys excited for it? Um, what would you guys like to see in it? Uh, let us know in the comments. Okay, good to go. Um, speaking of DC, oh. we got to talk about Wonder Woman a little bit. I know we've been talking about Wonder Woman for a good year now. Yeah. Like, it's, it was supposed to come out last November, and it was supposed to come out in the summer. And now... It's kind of floating. The plan date for it is the end of December, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so now, news yeah. dropped that Warner Brothers is kind of playing with an idea, um, which would it, you know, which would kind of make sense in our weird pandemic times. But the um, they're talking about releasing it in theaters on its regular on its release date in December, and then shortly after in January, putting it on HBO Max, um, or just scrapping the release date altogether and just pushing it back till whenever theaters open again. Um, what do you guys think about that? What, what would you guys, do you guys want to watch it on uh, HBO Max? I mean, you guys might be able to go see it at theater. I mean, you know, you guys. Right, well, that's you know. choice number one, definitely. Yeah. And I like that idea of release it in theaters, but then shortly after put on HBO Max for those that maybe they don't want a chance going to a theater. Right. You mm -hmm. know, but 
still, still like, willing to pay. Right. Still put it out there. The option I do not like whatsoever is scrap it and push it back to 2021. Like I can see mm. them pushing it the summer. Right. And we talked about it beforehand. Like this already all these other movies still in production. Yeah. Like they're a going lot. to vlog Hollywood. And a lot. Know, it's gonna what, get what crazy. I'm on. I'm. I'm in. I'm on two minds about the whole thing. So, number one, yeah, I would love for it to just be released already, so we can see it. <laughs> like you said, you know, the people who can go to the theater or are comfortable going to the theater can go to the theater. Um, and then it'll show on HBO Max. The problem is the um, obviously things are shutting down again because of COVID and everything. So I don't think the people that aren't going to theaters. I think a lot of them just don't have access to going to the theaters right now, you know? So I don't think it's a choice of staying safe or, you know, not just not wanting to go. I think a lot of it is there's no access to it. Right. I think if you wait till obviously everything's better, theaters are open again, a lot of people will feel safer. Um, I want to see it at theaters. I want to see everything at theaters. Um, so I don't, it's like, I am willing to wait, but I don't want to wait till next Christmas, Right. you know? And it's like, at the rate things are going, like, I kind of just want them to do it this Christmas, release it, do it HBO Max, because let's be honest, I have my fingers crossed 2021 is going to be a better year, but they're already pushing cons back next year yeah. until yeah. like the winter fall. and stuff, the fall. Yeah. yeah so I don't, I, I think HBO Max is honestly the way to go. Just get their theatrical run out of the way, like their two weeks or whatever that they're obligated to do, and then just release it. Agreed. HBO Max. I mean, it's, yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Everything's getting pushed back till next year. Like you were saying, there's so much stuff in production right now that it's, um, it's, it's definitely creating this, so if let's say summer 2021, everything goes back to normal. Let's say everything's fine. COVID disappears. Movie theaters are open. Life is back to normal. Where are they going to put all these movies? Right. <laughs> like they'll keep pushing them back. You know, like what Marvel's yeah. been doing, like Eternals and um, Thor. Uh, what was it? Love and Thunder. Mm -hmm. uh, every time another thing gets pushed back, everything gets pushed back. I think their movies are in 2023 now. The you yeah. Know, like they've been pushing Marvel movies back too. Like, I just want to see them. I I just want to see this. And you know, you could go the route of um, Bill and Ted. Mm -hmm. You know, offer think, it. Yeah. You can pay the twenty bucks to to buy it digitally, and I did, mm -hmm. and we saw it at the drive-in too. But yeah, you know, nice to have that option that we could just buy it and watch it whenever. And we're still supporting, you know, the studio. Right. I think, I think what's going to happen though, if they did do that, the premium prices are going to go up. So I think for like something like Wonder Woman right now, if they were just to like release it today on video on demand for rental or for purchase, I think the way the studio systems work and everything and try to get their money back, they're going to be charging $50, $60 for early access to the movie. Um, yeah. Which I think, I mean, it's fair. Like, I mean, it's like if you have like five or six people, you can just pitch in and just, you know, rent it for a night or whatever, you know. Um, right. But uh, I think... But no, I think I think the model you mentioned is is the right way to go, especially right now. I mean, just release it at theaters, release it on, um, you know, and if you just don't want to go to the theater, then you're going to pay 50, 40, 50 bucks to watch it at home. And mm -hmm. I know people are willing to do that right now. 
So yeah. we will see what happens. Um, what do you think is going to happen with WandaVision? Hmm. Oh, he, she got him, right? When he yeah. took it. <laughs> good, thing, good thing you brought that up. It, it's got an official release date now um, from Disney, uh, January 15th. Um, so that will make 2020 the first full year that we haven't had anything MCU related in the past 10, 11 years. Um, nice. Yeah. So there hasn't been anything MCU coming out uh, this summer, as you guys all knew, like Falcon and Winter Soldier was supposed to come out, the TV series for Disney Plus. Um, WandaVision was supposed good. to come out. What's that? It looks good from everything we've seen oh, about yeah. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And WandaVision, uh, I mean, how much art have we seen? How much, you know, photos have we seen? Um, for me, it looks, it looks different, but yeah. it pays tribute to the old comics. It pays tribute to the old comics, and they even filmed they they filmed the first episode in front of an actual live audience, which I thought was super cool. Like, really I, obviously, cool. you don't see that anymore, really, and. Uh, yeah, I think WandaVision looks looks incredible, and I'm excited to see it. It's definitely different. It's definitely, I like that they're giving the characters their own person, like their own, their movies are getting their own personalities. You know what I mean? Like, it's not just, it's not like, I hate to, I don't mean to bash on them, but DC does this thing where everything has to be dark. The ex a few exceptions, Shazam, Aquaman, but even those, even those like Wonder Woman, for example, Wonder Woman's another one, but Wonder Woman, for example, it was good up until like the third act, and then the third act suddenly was like this dark DC Armageddon type scenario, and you're just like, <laughs> yeah, and it's just like, I, I, but I like that Marvel kind of lets their characters breathe a little bit more, if that makes sense, and lets them show their personality really shines through in their shows, and I or in their their films and their shows. So I think. Well, WandaVision looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited. You brought up a good point, and it's something we haven't talked about. But I'm going to bring it up. So you're right. There hasn't been an MCU movie in the year. You know what yeah. we did get? We got Bloodshot. And did you know that Bloodshot is already being eyed for a sequel? I saw that. Yeah. I <laughs> saw wow. that. Wow. Who wants that? I mean, they said it performed very well digitally. And I'm thinking because everybody was bored and we thought we were going to die because it was. <laughs> and then after one, we want to die because it's. I haven't shot. watched it yet. I think it's on uh, Hulu yeah. or it's on like uh, Stars or something like that. And I was thinking about watching it just, just to see it. As a friend, I, I'm telling you, you shouldn't. But <laughs> as a, as you know, a movie person, you should. So that way, you can help bash it with me, because uh, oh boy. I need to watch it really bad. I need to. Well, I was hearing something about an elevator or something. Yeah, like that's all. That's Elevators. All how he gets the his trademark like white skin that he has because you know Bloodshot's like white. white. Yeah, yeah. It's oh, it's so stupid. Oh, I will I'm watch a it. Fan, and I was like, dear God, no! <laughs> right before the pandemic hit, that is the last movie I saw in theaters. Well, yeah, I think that yeah, they came out around that time, didn't it? it like, week before, came out. It probably. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that they greenlighted it first, greenlit it for a sequel, and I was like, "Who is this for?" Yeah. Everyone I know that saw it did not like it. I know one person that saw it and liked it. One. Really. One. And I don't know. 
he was probably drunk or something because my my brother who will always say like even if you bought the ticket he'll be like oh well, that movie was okay yeah that wasn't too bad because he bought the ticket we yeah. got on he was like that was garbage like i want to fall asleep and i'm like yeah it was oh sorry i didn't mean to derail no that's popcorn. fine no it's <laughs> totally fine yeah it's kind of a bummer man like all these like movies are getting sequels that don't deserve sequels. And that's just going to get me on my Hellboy rant, but I'm not going to get on my Hellboy rant. Um, that's another episode. Um, but we do need a third Guillermo del Toro Hellboy rant and, oh, or Hellboy. Well, well, yes. <laughs> I watched, I, I just, I didn't, I, I, I watched the David Harbor and I just was like, I didn't, I, See for me, it was okay, but the magic wasn't there. Exactly, the and that's out in the first two. Yeah, that's what it was missing. It was just like it, it pulled the DC thing. It was like we just have to be dark and great, which I understand. Hellboy is a dark, gritty world. How yeah, yeah. I mean, it is that way, but I don't know. Like Del Toro brought something totally unique to it, and we need that back. So, um. So yeah, episode coming soon. <laughs> Kevin's Hellboy rant episode, dude. We will. Do... I like that. Like we could just put it on the bottom there. Yeah, Hellboy rant <laughs> alerts. <laughs> I won't do this it. This thing's gonna be so much fun. <laughs> this thing's gonna be great. I love it already. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think um, that about you know cover. Oh, we have let's two. talk about two movies. Yes, let's talk about the two movies that are being released this week. Um, so they're both releasing at theaters, but in a two, they're doing a uh, like a 14-day window. Then they're coming to video on demand. Um, okay. But they are in theaters now. I believe they're in drive-ins too. Um, the first one is the Mel Gibson starring Fat Man. <laughs> um, he plays Santa Claus and a little kid. I didn't know that when I watched the trailer. <laughs> And then I saw that and I was like, oh, dear God. Yes. So it, it does seem like a really, really bad Saturday Night Live sketch come to life, <laughs> like a fake trailer. Now, I was excited at first. I was like, yeah, an action pack. Look, it's a movie. All right. Until you open that gift. Yep. That's the part. You open the gift, you saw the cold, and you're like, crap. Uh, Walter Gog Goggins, right? Walter Goggins, I believe his name is the guy who plays, like, he's amazing. And Mel Gibson's amazing. Of course, yeah. No argument. So, like, I, I've been reading early reviews on it, and the common consensus says it's, it's good. Like, it's fun. Like, it's, it's exactly what you think it's going to be. Like, it's one of those movies they said. <laughs> it's it's not like it's it's for its ridiculous premise. It's actually it plays it straight, oddly enough, but it's played for laughs too. I know, right? Right. straight. It's a, like a revenge Santa movie. So in in two weeks, since it will be around Christmas time and everything, I suggest a Fat Man watch party. Okay. All of us, and we will discuss it. See what we think. Talk we, about we, it. We do that. Yeah. Will it be a Christmas classic? Will it be a you know? A bomb who knows? A ball humbug. Who knows? We'll let you guys know, though. We'll get that set up, and that is actually going to happen. I just, I just called it All out right, right now. 
I'm okay with it. Are you okay? Yeah. All right. So we're going to watch Fat Man and we're going to enjoy it and we're going to discuss it. We're going to tear it apart and it cannot be any worse than Hubie Halloween. No, that's so, what I'm going to it's going to be this ho this holiday season's Hubie Halloween. It could be. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. Um, but the one I am legitimately really, really excited for um, is Freaky, uh, starring Vince Vaughn and Catherine Newton. Um, it's a Blumhouse movie directed by... Um, uh, his last name is Landon, and he's going to hate me because... I don't remember his first name, um, but he directed the Happy Death Day movies. He's been a writer on Paranormal Activity. Um, and the Happy Death Day movies are two of my favorite like horror movies that have been out in the last few years. So um, <clears throat> so in body swap comedy or horror slasher comedy. Hordy. <laughs> it's a hordy, exactly. A hordy. Um, Vince Vaughn's character, he gets his body gets swapped into Catherine Newton, who's a teenage high schooler. Their bodies get swapped. Vince Vaughn's a serial killer. She becomes a serial killer. Um, so yeah, it looks like it's got some fun, uh, fun kind of uh, scream and happy death day vibes, and I'm really excited for it. So that'll be coming out in two weeks as well to video on demand. Um, yeah, so it'd be fun. Go check it out if you guys have theaters available this weekend. And we don't. What's that? If you do, California if does you not. Do. Yeah, Cal yeah, California, uh, Oregon has some, but none that are playing freaky, unfortunately, because I've been looking and none. Um, so yeah, let us know what you guys are excited for this weekend. What are you guys watching this weekend? Um, yeah, let us know in the comments. And yeah, so uh, did you guys have anything else that you guys wanted to talk about or bring up or... Uh, yeah, I don't. I think we covered quite okay. a bit of you know the pop culture world. So much happened this week, especially today. Like so especially today. Happened. Oh, they even brought up the news of a Darkwing Duck reboot. I'm okay with that. That yeah. dropped, and like I, I'm totally okay with that. Uh, it's yeah. being produced by Seth Rogen and like his guys. So Let's we'll see how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah, so thank you guys. Um, thank you guys for hanging out with us. Thank you guys for watching, listening, wherever you're getting this podcast. Make sure to visit pastraminationcom for news, reviews, and more. Um, and yeah, you can again, you can find us on uh, YouTube, uh, Spotify, Apple Music, or Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, and wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm pretty sure you could find us. Um, so yeah, um, Nolan, Rebecca, thank you guys. That was a lot of fun. Thank you. Always a pleasure. And, yeah, definitely. And we will see you guys soon. Thanks, guys. Yep. Have a good one. <laughs> Bye.